role of a fiancé. Zoe laughed. Alex Nolan, a local builder, could be legitimately called many things, but hideous troll was not among them. He was a singularly attractive man, dark-haired and lean, with austerely perfect features and glacier-blue eyes. Although Justine had never experienced real love, she knew it when she saw it. When Zoe and Alex were together, they tried to be casual, but the emotion was still too new and raw for either of them to be easy with it. Their intense awareness of each other was emblazoned in the air, no matter how discreet they were. You could feel terribly lonely being around that kind of love. Snap out of it, Justine told herself sternly. You have a great life. You have everything you need. Most of the things she had longed for had finally come to her. Caring friends, a home, a garden, a front porch with potted impatience and trailing verbena. For about a year, she'd even had a boyfriend, Dwayne, a biker with tattoos and big sideburns and an easy laugh. But Dwayne had broken up with her just a few weeks ago. and Now, whenever they happened to cross paths, he was distantly friendly his gaze never meeting hers. They had broken up when she had inadvertently scared the hell out of him. Thanks for bringing the book, she said, while Zoe turned on the ovens and went to pour herself some coffee. But I wasn't actually planning to read it in the first place. Zoe cast a quizzical glance over her shoulder. What were you going to do with it? Self-mocking amusement twitched the corners of Justine's mouth as she admitted... Burn it and buy you a new copy? Zoe fumbled with a spoon as she stirred cream into her coffee. Turning to Justine, she asked blankly, Why were you going to burn my romance novel? Well, I wasn't going to burn the whole thing, just a page. Seeing her cousin's confusion, Justine explained sheepishly, I was planning to sort of, well, cast a spell and it called for setting fire to words of love scripted on parchment. So I thought a page from a romance novel would do the trick. Who were you going to put a spell on? Me. Judging from Zoe's expression, an inquisition was about to start. You've got some cooking to do, Justine said hastily, and I need to roll out the coffee cart to the lobby. The coffee cart can wait, came the gentle but inflexible reply. Justine sighed and settled back in her chair. You've mentioned this stuff about spells before, Zoe said, and I remember when I was having problems with Alex and you offered to put a curse on him. I thought you were joking, trying to make me feel better, but now I'm getting the impression that you weren't kidding. No, Justine had not been kidding. She had never made a secret of the fact that she had been raised in the pagan tradition. What she hadn't admitted outright was that she, like her mother Marigold, was a hereditary witch. So many varieties of witchcraft existed that the word itself was practically meaningless without a qualifier. There was classic witchcraft, eclectic witchcraft, monotheistic witchcraft, Gardnerian, Goth, Wiccan, and so forth. But family tradition witchcraft was a rare, centuries-old category of natural-born witches, those with magic in their DNA. Throughout Justine's childhood, her mother, Marigold, had instructed her in the ways of the tradition. She had taken Justine to festivals, camps, classes, 
often moving the two of them at a whim with no regard for school schedules. One year they had lived in Oregon, and the next they'd stayed in a pagan community in Sacramento. Then a few months in New Mexico, Alaska, Colorado. Justine couldn't remember all the places they had stayed, but they had returned most frequently to Friday Harbor, which was the closest thing to a home that Justine had ever known. Things might have been different if Justine's father, Liam, had still been alive, but he had died when she was a baby. From what little Marigold had told her, Justine knew that Liam had been a farmer, an orchardist, who had grown apples, pears, and cherries. Marigold had met him when she was buying apples to celebrate the autumn equinox. He had peeled an entire apple in one long strand, and when the peel had fallen to ground, it had made the shape of Marigold's initials, which she'd taken as a sign. They had married.